Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Cows and Canoes. My name is Brandon, across the way. Your buddy Nick. And Andrew Marcus McGee. Um, you're not throwing a last uh, name, but well, I mean, Marcus. people can stalk you, it's fine. Whatever, We're good cool. with it. I don't care, I like being stalked. <laughs> Aggressive mind. shadowing. Yeah, uh, that's, cool. that's what I call it. Um, so Profiling. Yes, right, right. You can find him on Instagram under, never mind, I don't even yeah. know. Uh, uh, well, uh, that would be Pyrite. That's P-Y-R-E-I-T-E. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to start doing, tagging people's Instagrams from the get-go. I don't have one. Um, I'm uh, sold. Mr. Underscore Nicholas Underscore Martin. There you go, there you there go. There you go. Yeah, I don't, I don't have Instagram. I'm old. Um so we were, we were uh, bringing you in. You're just gonna uh, bullshit, man. Really. So let's talk about uh, you as a person first. So you joined up. You were CB. Um, I was Navy as well. When did you get in? Did you go in at 18 or were you uh, later? No, nah, I was. I was uh, nearly 20 whenever I went in. So I was, was I. I turned 21 in boot camp. It was. Uh, I didn't turn 21 until after my first deployment. But okay, yeah. uh, well, actually, it was uh, during the middle of my second deployment. Uh, it was the same year as my first deployment. It was kind sure. of short. You know, got sent home to get hmm. checked out by medical officers. What happened? I uh, tore my shoulder out doing <laughs> cargo handling. Uh, I was cargo handling battalion, yep. and uh, mm. I actually still got a bad shoulder from from doing all that shit. So. I, I believe, yeah. I mean, a Ooh, big old nasty scar. Oh yeah, I, I have had no surgeries in my life. Like I just let it get hurt, and then I just let it stay. Hurt. Oh yeah, there there was <laughs> I was it, there was no letting it get hurt and staying hurt yeah. where I was at. It, I was. Right. I was uh, in Kuwait doing the offload of the mm-hmm. ammunition and explosives yeah. before the uh, before the war kicked off in '03. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was it just some really bad uh, mm-hmm. operations that were going on. Sure. Really high winds, and I ended up hanging on to a, a tag line over the end of a ship. That was down. a great idea. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, my 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 second class had a hold of my boot, making sure I wasn't completely going over. That's uh, handy. Uh, especially whenever there's a uh, shark fins right circling right. beneath where you're at it's like ah, no i don't want to feel like swimming besides that i sink yeah right so let's get it back into uh the first part of it then so your military cb um for anybody who doesn't know that's construction battalion um so were you based out of gulfport or were you based out of Cause... uh yeah that was one of, that was my second duty station okay. my first duty station was williamsburg virginia gotcha. uh, yeah, it's yeah. a little bitty mm-hmm. small place uh, yeah, yeah. called cheetah manax and mm-hmm. then uh, my last tour of duty or my last duty station mm-hmm. that I was at was Beachmaster Unit in Virginia Beach. So. Okay, so you spent a good amount of time in Virginia. Yeah, about, mm-hmm. about a total of about four and a half years in Virginia gotcha. and five years in Mississippi. So I was only in Virginia for training. That's where the ISA school is. Right. So I went there for ISA. Um, and then uh, the actual CB base uh, out of Gulfport is where we flew out of to go to Afghanistan, huh. actually. So. Um, we went there to Kuwait, Kuwait, Afghanistan. But, right. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's definitely it's an interesting setup. Um, you know, CBs. Basically, your entire job is building whatever needs to be built anywhere it needs to be built. That's yep. that's what I always tell people. Like, if you need a bridge, they're going to build a bridge. If you don't need a bridge anymore, they're going to take that bridge out. They do all of that. Yeah. Um. So you were primarily mechanic. You said correct. Um. So with being a mechanic, um, was it mainly uh, you said uh, heavy equipment? Uh, yeah, basically anything that you would see on a construction site was mm-hmm. was the uh, typical, but uh, there were also times I'd work on a little bitty mud pump, sure. small 3K generator. Anything you need to take apart yeah, and fix. Yeah, Ford Ranger, I mean, <laughs> all the way up to a 53K track mm-hmm. crane. Gotcha. So, uh, But mostly generators and okay. light vehicle 
light wheel vehicle stuff. So you went from there. Now you're currently in the welding school side of life. Correct. Um, so do you think the physical manual labor has just always been your bread and butter? What What do you think has kind of drawn you to that? Yeah. Hey, what can I say? It, it. I like working with my hands. So, yeah. 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 I'm not really much of a thinker. It doesn't really work <laughs> that well. You just do it and go. I just do it and go. That's it. You know, and th- that's one of those things that I actually absolutely love. Uh, whenever it's like. You know, I, I can say at least in the military side, um, if I ever had to, you know, get somebody and say, "Hey, listen, I just need this thing done." Love CBs because they're like, "All right, cool, I got you." It didn't matter what it was; they're like, "No, I got you, man. It's cool." Um, when I was in Afghanistan, you know, I was in Intel, so you know, we had to, you know, do all kinds of briefings and shit, and they had oh, this yeah. really crappy setup for a. Uh, um, you know, projectors like they would just put it on top of a PC and then they would try to stack books and do all sorts of shit. So I decided to build a little mount and put it on the ceiling. Um, and then I went over and there's you know, CB battalion that's out there where I was at Neggers. Um, and I said, Hey guys, here's what I need. And like, I just needed basically a cabling conduit set up and then I needed this and you know, I had to have it painted to make it look oh, yeah. good. 25 minutes later, those guys were in there and they were just like, did it all. And I was like, God, I fucking love what, you guys. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we love to do, man. Yeah. We get bored, man. Yeah, no, they tinker, were just, they were on board with it. I was like, fuck, I love these guys. That's um, excellent. Yeah, no, it's good stuff, man. Um, so let's get back into uh, that in between time then, right? So you got out of the military when? Uh, 2011. Okay, so you were getting out right whenever I got back from Afghanistan. Oh, I think wow. I had another couple of years. I got out in 14. Okay. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, what did you do from 2011 to now? You, you mentioned you were in Arkansas. You were going to be in a server. You know, that's a huge thing. Oh, yeah. Thing. I, I did, uh, well, let's see here. I did a lot of different schools. Okay. Uh, I went to school there in Northwest Arkansas Community College. Mm-hmm. I, I had started going for business admin or business uh, entrepreneurship and okay. got to finite math and hated that. And it was like, <laughs> you can keep this what ifs and what at what. Yeah, all right. Uh, then I did, uh, I did a little bit of... Uh, culinary school i probably did that for like seven and a half eight months and okay. uh dropped out after the uh the head chef asked me why i was there because i was wasting his time and everyone else's time damn uh it wasn't that i couldn't cook it was that he couldn't teach me anything so gotcha. I, growing yeah, up yeah. in grandma's kitchens you know it kind of mm-hmm. was a thing that i i did love to cook yeah yeah stylistically speaking if you can't teach it well then it's hard to learn you know? right and that's yeah i get that um, so then you went from culinary school, then you jump into, you said you were in the restaurant industry. How long were you in the restaurant industry? Uh, off and on for, oh, probably about a year and a half, okay. two years. Um, yeah, I served tables. I've worked at Logan's. Mm-hmm. I've worked at uh, Dave & Buster's in Oklahoma D&B. City. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. I, I was a bartender in uh up in Colorado for a short period of time. So you've moved around a lot. I have too. moved around a lot. What do you think? Uh, why do you, Why do you move around so much? Just uh... um, back then, it was whenever I started. Whenever I first moved around, started moving around. It was uh, I was just trying to get peace and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I went through a really bad relationship, divorce mm-hmm. with my Tough, with my yeah. ex wife and kids, and just trying to keep busy so I didn't you know start mm-hmm. freaking out and losing my mind right, even more. Right. I mean. Yeah. Whenever you're retired for post-traumatic stress disorder, it kind of... Mm-hmm. No, I feel you. Don't <laughs> worry. Um, okay. So then let's let's jump a little more into, um, you know, the restaurant side of things for a half second. 
Um, so D and B, you know, Logan's, all that kind of stuff. You seem like you'd be more on the uh, kitchen side of things. Like you said, you went to culinary. So why do you think you went for serving and bartending versus actually cooking side? Tips. Yeah. <laughs> Cash money. money. Cash money yeah. on a, on no a nightly basis, man. Listen, man, you got to tell me. We named this uh, entire podcast after uh, Cows and Canoes. It's the two things you can tip, right? Right. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that that's one of those things that, uh, you know, I try to explain to people the best I can. Uh if you're having a great night and you're having a great execution and you're getting those tips, like it's not uncommon 50 to 100 bucks an hour. Like you can oh, yeah. kill it. Oh, yeah. Um, Run a four hour shift and walk out with $300 in your pocket. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It's legit, right? But oh. then on the flip side of that, you'll have those Tuesday nights where like nothing, nothing is happening yeah. and like you walk out with 30 bucks and you're like, Fuck. if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's such a, um, you know, it's such a difficult career because you have to try and figure that out so much more. So then um, you just graduated, before we get into the welding school, you just graduated with Papa Nick here um, over at Victory, which is a uh, Christian college. Correct. Um, do you guys have the same degree set? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then what ended up getting you into that? Because that seems like a pretty wild shift once again. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, whenever... Uh, I'm not saying you're not a good guy. Oh, right? no, no, no. Like no, this totally. motherfucker? No. <laughs> uh, that's usually what they say whenever we walk in places. Yeah, especially, so, you know, seeing me, looking at me. If y'all, you know, yeah. y'all can't see me, but I'm covered in tattoos. I'm yeah, head right? to toe. I, I got dreadlocks. <laughs> blonde dreads. Yeah. Blonde dreads. You know, I'm a white boy with dreadlocks. Locks. I got a tattoo on my head. I'm missing an ear. Uh, Are you really? Yeah, totally missing an ear. Oh, fuck. How'd you do that? Skin cancer in 2013. Oh, <laughs> yeah, bro. God damn, yeah. you did everything, Malignant dude. melanoma, actually. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, let's see here. That's uh, what happens whenever you guys don't put on sunscreen. Not even a joke. Yeah. Burn the shit out I of the ear. I couldn't even tell you what it was from, honestly. Yeah. you know, uh, Repeatedly burning out the ear. That's, that's yeah. honestly what causes a lot of that. Mm. You know, That's what Jeff, well, he didn't have it on his ear, but he had it all over his face and everything. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what happened uh, was uh, I I had actually moved home to die. Uh, I was given like nine to ten months. Uh, because of that? No, no. Fatty liver. Uh, oh, Jesus Fatty Christ. liver disease, enlarged liver, and early stages of cirrhosis, plus all my blood results said that I was mm-hmm. I had cancer for the second time. Jesus. And uh, so I moved home to die, literally, and mm-hmm. instead... I walked into church for the first time willingly in 20 years. Um, I like how you said willingly. <laughs> I actually, uh, I actually felt around, uh, I mean, step forward and like mm-hmm. kind of tapped around on the ground. Mm-hmm. I looked I'm up not on fire. This is a good stuff. Yeah. Somebody, somebody asked me, looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, what man? I'm trying to make sure I'm not going to get turned into a pillar of salt. <laughs> struck by lightning i've read my bible i know uh, what happens right. when you come yeah back. yeah yes. pretty much yeah, exactly. uh swall- earth opened up and swallowed and mm-hmm. uh, you know and hellfire and brimstone didn't fall on me so uh <laughs> but out of that um i stepped into discipleship and then uh a, a one-year program and then i went back to work okay and uh one day i woke up in extreme pain in my mouth mm. uh and uh, I went to work, and I said, "Hey, you know, hey, boss, man, I, I got to go get this checked out. Mm-hmm. I, I got to get a go get a tooth extracted or something because yeah. I can't hardly even Got pain. Think. Yeah, yeah. I've been asleep or been awake for three hours already, and mm-hmm. it's only seven o'clock. Uh, so I ended up going to the uh, the dental clinic at Fifty First and Yale, mm-hmm. um, which is the VA dental clinic. Right, right. And uh, they said, well, we can't get you in until, you know, we can't even get you in until 1230, 1 o'clock. So 
uh, you got like another four and a half hours before we even need you back here. Heard. So I was like, what am I supposed to do? And, uh, you know, some people, some people freak out whenever I say this, but you know, God talks to us. Uh, he will, uh, through be either music or his people yeah. or yeah. his own voice. And I got down to my car and I was going to go get a smoothie cause I couldn't chew anything. Sure. And, uh, I, on the way down, I'm looking it up, and there's a Smoothie King right around the corner where it used to be. You yeah, know? So yeah. I went, I started my car, and my radio dies. And I literally heard the voice of God go to victory. And like it was like my ear was blown out. I couldn't hear anything out of that ear until I went to victory. I had to mm-hmm. look it up. I was like, where is victory? You know, victory in Tulsa. Okay. And uh, I thought victory college and church was in like Texas or something. Sure. <laughs> no, yeah, I no, think there no is lot. one down there. Yeah. Uh, probably. Uh, but uh, so I ended up going and I talked to the administration person that was, you know, that enrolled people. Mm-hmm. And she had a similar background, apparently. And she said, you know what? You're in the right place. Um, okay. And why don't you just fill out this application? And I was like, man, I, you know, I just came to get some information. You know, she yeah, goes, yeah. well, just fill out this application. It's only it's 50 on, bucks. It's only 50 bucks. Now, guess how much money's in my account? 50 bucks. Like, 60. Well, 60. <laughs> enough for a smoothie and an application. Uh, yeah, yeah enough it. for a smoothie and an application. So... So I filled it out and I got accepted and I was like, well, you know, the only way I'm going to be able to play, pay for this place is if you guys take the GI Bill. Uh, well, we don't take, you know, we don't, you know, if there's funding, you know, some sort of financial aid. And they said, well, uh, you know, we don't, we don't really take financial aid. I said, I said, you know, that's, that's cool. You know, yeah, I guess I just ain't doing a, this. Yeah. She goes, but you're a veteran, right? Mm-hmm. We do take the GI Bill. So there boom, it is. right there it is. Now here we are two years later and. Mm-hmm. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> right, Graduate. Right. So he shows up. Were you week two? Either week two or week three. So mm-hmm. he shows up week two, reeking of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he fell off the wrong way of the right side boat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it just stood out to me. And I was kind of feeling him out for a little bit. But the more I got to know him, the more I realized it was just we had a lot of similarities where Mm -hmm. we both started off young Mm -hmm. in church in private school oh yeah got ridiculed by those that were supposed to support us right and took off or got left behind so it was just really interesting how our friendship has developed over the last two years interesting so then um so you you complete out the uh, program which obviously you know you tried multiple programs this one you stuck with which is pretty excellent um, and then from there, did you just recently start welding school or was that at the yeah, same time? Actually, I started welding school uh, in June. So okay. it was a month after we were done with classes. Okay. Yeah. He went on a journey and then whenever he came back, he felt. Yeah. What was... what was it exactly that you think? What was it that led you to Tulsa welding school? I guess would be the. Oh, uh, well, I'd already inquired in it and had a. Uh, I had already, you know, done all my research and whatnot and wasn't actually supposed to start until, like, August or okay. until now, actually. Yeah, 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 right. Until this week, actually, this coming up week, I think I was supposed to – or, no, I was That's supposed right. to start this past Monday. Yeah. But whenever I got back, it was like, hey, you got plenty of time uh, to kill. You're doing nothing else. You might as well go on ahead and, you know, get started yeah, now. See what happens, so yeah. I did. But uh, I guess it was in January. Um, I went to church one day and mm-hmm. – uh, I never went on a Wednesday night. Uh, never. And uh, it was just like, 
once again people freak out whenever you say this but i had a vision sure um and it was of this idea that utilizes shipping containers to build missionary outposts worldwide mm, so you can just uh, prefab them somewhere prefab else and them drop somewhere them. else drop them and weld them together idea, yeah bada bing bada boom you've got you've got mm-hmm. a, a, something that's almost indestructible that has rooms for birthing rooms for that's know, actually for uh when i was in afghanistan that's what our our birthing yeah, was. yeah mine too yeah mine too mm-hmm. in afghanistan yeah a lot that seems to be like the newest thing i, mm-hmm. I kind of actually it's had easy. that idea to make them out of apartments in 2003 or yeah make apartments out of them mm-hmm. in 2003 whenever i was part of the cargo handling battalion right. next time i was on that ship first mate was there gone there. wasn't yep. wasn't there and you know like a year later you hear the first one being put up you know mm-hmm. fully fully furnished or you know fully functional as a home and or habit habib uh, habitat yeah know? habitat mm-hmm so uh yeah it's such a it's a it's a different concept it is a good idea um you know to actually get it off the ground though is where the tricky part is right you know? um because military funding <laughs> they got it oh yeah <laughs> yeah you know? um so it's, it's a good idea uh so let me ask i mean just uh jumping into the tulsa welding school so the plan is obviously is to still use your your education you gain from victory to kind of pair the two then that's Correct. what you're looking at yeah gotcha gotcha so i mean you seem like the kind of guy at this point who's uh, been in school more than you've been in anything else, you know, by other, the sounds of it. Other than the military. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, yeah. even then, that's that's learning right there, man. Right. Um, so is do you think you just keep getting drawn to schools because you just like to learn, or is it like I'm trying to find the career? Like there's two different mentalities there. Right. Um, I've always been a purveyor of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I've always liked to learn things. I, like, I mean, I've learned my colors and numbers by playing Uno and Sorry at the age of two. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, you know... And then it's just always watching and learning. I just, I don't know. I just like to do things and learn mm-hmm. new things. The only thing I haven't been successful at is uh, music. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just haven't found the right instrument, man. Right. Maybe get one of those, uh, what are they called, theremins, where you don't have to even touch it. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those? <laughs> no. it's called, I think it's called a theremin. Uh, it's the excellent. craziest thing. Yeah, you don't actually touch it, and it's just where it, your hand is in comparison yeah, to these two wires. It works off your, your It works off of your uh, yeah. off of your body waves. Yeah, yeah it's and crazy. Vibration. Yeah. Maybe you need one of those. You don't know. Right. You know? Yeah. That's maybe. what I always say. Everybody can play music. You just don't know which instrument it is. <laughs> Problem is, is you know, I've been waiting around for a lap harp, and it's, you know, it's <laughs> not, a lot of, not a lot of bands you out there right those, now. those but, mouth ones instead. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you well, need. Oh, a, ma- a mouth heart, a Jew's yeah. heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I yeah. could play the crap out of one of those. There better not be any crap in that. So, especially was near your mouth. So, I guess to kind of tie into that. So, with the welding and the missions and ministry degree from Victory, you see yourself doing like some hands-on mission kind of work. Oh, most definitely. I. I've got a map that's got pins all up in it. Okay. So trying to get out in the world. What we're, uh, you know, I mean, obviously traveling the world in the military is different than traveling the world for leisure. Oh, most churches definitely. And everything else. Uh, where's your, uh, your, your first must go? I think right now at this point it's Haiti. Okay. Haiti's a uh, big deal right now still. Yeah. I mean, they're still rebuilding after the last hurricane that yeah. happened. Um, Haiti's been been you know beat up pretty heavily. So right. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean they've been on a drought for mm-hmm. the last what four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the reason is, uh, you know, there's just that strong witchcraft voodoo uh, issue that's going on down there. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so out yeah. of curiosity, uh, 
witchcraft voodoo is it like because like i always think of like louisiana whenever i think voodoo right right like that's 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 what i get in my head is it sure. that kind of well, thing or it's, is it... it's it's the same exact thing it, it but it's more we hear about it here in yeah about you know new yeah, orleans chicken bones and uh whatever. the most because you know it's where we're where we're close right, to right. and it's uh actually originated more in like africa yeah, yeah, yeah i knew that yeah so it came over with slaves uh and the main ones that the main gods it, it what it is they're trying to get back to the the most high god mm. and uh a lot of the gods that they are lesser gods and the sure. only way to get to the most high god is to go through these lesser gods well these lesser gods are actually demonic entities um, interesting and they have to make sacrifices blood sacrifices right. to them and just do all this weird stuff so then out of curiosity and this is just where i don't know you know where where you guys are at on this one um so when you're when you're looking out there trying to say okay i want to get out there and i want to do mission work and you you see that the area out there it's not just that they need help but you see that uh they're not you know following the same kind of uh uh, approach to to the you know uh, in life question because that's really what it is right trying to help people get you know to to uh, you know uh, paradise um, so when you see the different approach and all of that how how would you approach somebody differently that you may think is is following you know, witchcraft and voodoo versus somebody like let's just say they're um, non religious as a whole like there's there's got to be a different approach right in theory um I don't I don't really think so honestly uh okay. i mean there there is a little bit of a difference um i would probably say that you know with witchcraft and stuff uh you pretty much uh, i mean with that you pretty much call them out like the prophet elijah did on mount carmel where he called out all the prophets of baal mm-hmm. and said let's have a showdown uh right right essentially you know and and who who won in the end you know mm-hmm. god showed up and Bale didn't. Fair so, enough. Uh, so kind of where I think Marcus is going with that is, you know, you show me where you put your faith. I'll show you where I put my faith and let's see which God actually responds. It's sure, kind sure. of the yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. Um, for me, it's less of a combative thing and more of an introduction thing. Sure. Like for me, it's introducing people to Jesus. Right. And then trying to educate for lack of a better word through the history of why he did this mm-hmm. why he did that and so it's less about um me trying to prove you wrong sure versus me just trying to show you a different way yeah fair right. enough yeah that's that's where we're that's why there's always two, two. at least two. fair yeah. that's why so he's he's the hammer and i'm the velvet pad Fair enough. So he's going to whack you with it, and I'm going to soften the blow. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. You it know. Um, so let's get back into um, the welding school. So I know Tulsa Welding School um, is pretty popular. For oh a lot yeah, of it's out there. it's a uh, it's the the largest one in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. It's actually in Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's yeah. large. It's the largest welding school in Oklahoma. It's actually mm-hmm. there's actually two other campuses. There's one in Texas. Yep. There's one in Florida. I can't remember where we're at in Florida. Yeah. Um, so with that, um, what's the uh, what's the length of this curriculum then? Because I think it's like a year and change, right? Um, well, that was if I was to go for my AWOS or my right. Associates in Welding certificate or something. Or it's basically having yeah. a, a, an Associates in Welding. Right, you right. Know. Uh, mine's actually just uh, called the uh, Professional Welder. 
Okay. Um, I can take this and I'll be a certified. I can do certified. Yeah, anything uh, non-structural, basically. Yeah, yeah, well, structure or pipe weld. Okay. They, yeah, yeah. It used to. They had a three-month program that was structural only. Yeah. And you could go on to pipe welding, but now it's all seven months. So, gotcha. You know, all put together. Heard that. Yeah, no, I went through aviation schooling back in the day. Back. I'm sorry. No, it was great, dude. I learned <laughs> to weld there. I learned how to work, you know, right. sheet metal. I've learned, you know, how to tear an engine apart, a jet engine. Oh, yeah. Everything, man. Um, so, I mean, technically, it's a really cool setup, but um, our welding was very, very top level because, you know, if you want to be an aviation welder, you got to go through ridiculous amount of schooling. Right. It's not even a joke. Um, so, with that, you know, let's let's assume you, you get that entire thing knocked out. It's not a huge program. It's definitely, you know, doable within a year, which is fine. Um, what's the next step then? Where do you, where do you go from there? Um, just starting to, fund, or, you know, raise the funds to be mm-hmm. able to... Uh to do what I've been, you know, what right. I feel like I'm supposed to do with my life. Are you going to try to do it through a church or are you going to try to do it independently? Um, partnering with multiple. It's too okay. big for any one person or any one mm-hmm. entity as far as I'm sure. concerned. You know, it, it's a very large scale mm-hmm. missional, you know, operation type thing. You need multiple people that can take the time off of work to sure. be able to go build this stuff. Um multiple people that know how to know what they're doing know how to weld yeah know how to weld and interiors and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so yeah i mean it's gonna be it'll be multi-level okay for sure gotcha Um, i'm i'm already working on a few different uh a few different angles with some potential uh sponsors and some potential partnerships partnerships with with monetary you know, financial backing, you know, mm-hmm. um, people Material in backing. place, yeah, people in place with uh, bylaws and stuff that mm-hmm. have some other teams that'll watch our backs, make sure we're crossing our T's and dotting our I's, all yep. that good stuff. There's a whole lot of work in there. There, yeah. there is um, probably within the next five to 10 years looking at something that is self sustaining mm-hmm. where it replenishes itself right, right. through kind of like a tech hands on missionary boot camp type thing maybe you know where there's a lot of things that we're talking about that we're just not 100 percent sure about sure yet. yeah but um definitely something to provide opportunities at a less pricey mm-hmm. so like we have guys that have paid two hundred thousand dollars for theological education that would come in and teach courses on theology that you would get at pennies on the dollar kind of thing. yeah yeah they're, so if that makes they're rudimentary sense. Yeah. so i mean in his side's more the vocational mm-hmm. where it's hands-on hands on. plumbing, oh, yeah. construction, carpentry, oh, yeah. all that stuff. So basic maintenance of the equipment that's mm-hmm. utilized. And Absolutely. If it's if it's off if it's off grid, I mean we want it to be completely self sufficient. Yeah. So we're so, talking solar panels, yep. water generators, garden, yeah, garden. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. So So kinda of, not not to say compound, but Compound. <laughs> I like to call Listen, them pirate. I, I hear there's an a uh, open spot in I'm not Texas. Sa- I'm not saying I'm not saying area. Waco would be real good. <laughs> I mean, you know, Manford. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, no. So there's just there, there's that kind of stuff, and um, we've been really fortunate uh, by just happening to meet at Victory mm. that. It's a whole network because Victory is sure. tied in, I think, with over 530 other oh, yeah. ministries throughout Massive, the country yeah. and world. Uh, they're already in multiple countries. They've got... Uh, 20, Left here to go out to? Yep. Yep. That was weird. Uh, 2,300. I think it's back. It is. Wow, that was... That was wild. 
<laughs> I rebuke you, Satan. I know, right? <laughs> Get out of this house. Everybody's left um, ear just drops. We're all like, what? Well, I don't have one. <laughs> Listen, it's we, your fault, man. Yeah, like, we, what the hell are you had, talking about? We had to experience what Marcus goes through on a daily. Yeah. <laughs> I can still hear out of it. <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, no, it's just um, I think they've got – they said over 2,300 or is 2,500 Victory College Internationals. Mm-hmm. Satellite sites yeah. where they're just all over the world. We're talking India, South America, Middle East. It's really crazy. And so whenever you have that kind of a global footprint, mm-hmm. it opens doors that we never would have been able to open. Right. So it's allowed us to dream a lot bigger Heard uh, that. than we thought whenever we walked in the door at Victory. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we've we've talked a lot about the uh, the vocational side of what you've done in life and all of that. Um, let's let's shift gears into more of a um, you know um, family focus on on what you've done, right? So um, when you're looking at uh, these different careers, um, you know, military obviously is a different kind of family, um, but then obviously uh, you know when you're looking at food, you want to you know try to provide and, and do that kind of thing. Uh, when you're looking at uh, the church, you're trying to work the mind of it, uh, and then obviously you've got the body side of it. Whenever you're actually trying to do these um, welding schoolhouses, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so it, it sounds like you're trying to paint a, a full picture of of well-being for somebody. Yeah. If we threw you out into the middle of you know Haiti and what have you, there's a good chance you're going to be able to cook us something. Good chance you're going to be able to build us something. Good chance you're going to be able to lead. Uh, spiritually for something are you just trying to get every aspect covered or Survival. was that the original plan that i don't think that was the original plan um you know whenever i started off i think whenever i started off in the military it mm-hmm. was to stay out of jail <laughs> that's that's not uncommon yeah uh yeah so uh you know it was and then i, I liked it so i stayed in for another you know i mm-hmm. signed up for ended a up doing a total of nine and a half years before nice. Mm-hmm. Medically retired for post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. Uh, five combat tours will do that to you. Especially will. whenever you come home and find out, you know, mm-hmm. random things are going on behind your back. and All the time. Everybody looks at you all weird and whatnot. And mm-hmm. You can't really adapt. Loud yeah. sounds. I actually tried to go back before my six-month cool-off time, and that kind oh, really? of set me off. And Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, jack of all trades, master of my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, so... Um, Obviously, it wasn't planned that that was going to be the thing. Um, let's talk about where, you know, what do you see happening 10 years from now? Like, are you going to be living in Haiti? Are you going to be living... What do you, what do you expect, man? Um, 10 years from now, I'll still be based out of Oklahoma, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, you finally putting roots down, you think? Well, I'm putting roots back down. Um, okay, right. Yeah, I'm in... It's a good place, uh, mm-hmm. minus, you know, the tornadoes, but... Eh, Those yeah. don't scare me. I mean, I grew up here in a trailer park, so they really don't scare me. If I'm in <laughs> yeah, house. of all things, yeah, you got that one. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's not that bad. It's, uh, you know, I, I like it's central. Um, I can. There's an airport real close mm-hmm. by. Yeah. Um, you know the the soil is good for growing stuff. Uh, Mostly, yeah, absolutely. It's not too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, if the ice caps do melt, we'll still be above water. Yeah, exactly. That'll that'll definitely everybody help. go move to Florida and California. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll stay right, here. <laughs> right? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm, if that was the, if that was to happen, I might move a little bit further north into some mountains. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, but uh, 
Yeah, I think you know for for now the plan is to be based locally, uh, gotcha. or at least have my roots here, and you know, uh, kind of like an aircraft carrier, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. come back in, refuel, and get out and go, do your thing. Go back out and do another, you know, do another mm-hmm. mission. Uh, it all kind of depends on uh, situation with my kids. Sure, yeah, that's huge, yeah. So, so what do you guys? What do you do uh, for hobbies, man? I mean, obviously, you know, vocationally, you've got all million things under your belt. What do you do for uh, hobbies? You have like uh, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wish I could do that uh, for my hobby right now. That is now. so excellent. That's the best answer ever. <laughs> uh, nah, um, I don't. I don't know. Walk. Uh, I just haven't really thought about hobbies in a long time. No? Just playing, playing the chauffeur. Playing the chauffeur. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to play that. Uh, I got a gems box chauffeur. It's a kind of a an, an African antelope. Mm-hmm. Got a, a single, like a single tone to it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe two tones. Um, I don't know. Draw. Trying to figure out how to start a well, write a book. Uh, kind of a story about. Mm-hmm. The journey that he was that Mr. Nicholas uh, brought up earlier. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing, man. You know, I always I always talk about it. You know, I'm sure you've seen your fair share of trouble, right? And and I'm not saying that like you seem like a bad dude, but like most people have, absolutely. Right? Um, that that's kind of the the reality of it. But you know, it, it's always interesting to me people that get into missionary work. Um, of any kind, right? And they always be like, oh, well, that dude, you know, he went to jail 13 times and he did this and he did this and now he's reformed? Well, yeah, absolutely, you know? Those are the people that I want to try and reform people. Right. Right, those are the people who have been through the shit. They can they can uh, relate to anybody and everybody. And right, say, you know, they tend to be less judgmental also. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's easier to put your, your you know, uh, feet in somebody else's shoes if you have walked that path previously. Right. Empathize, yeah. absolutely. you know, and, and that's an interesting thing, you know. So let's, let's get into the advice column. We always talk advice. Um, for anybody that might be following in your kind of shoes, right? Um, so let's start with the very, very first piece of it, right? So um, you said you grew up, you know, in the trailer park side of life, which is, you know, not uncommon in Oklahoma. Right. Um, you know, and you, you kind of got into the military to get out of trouble. Do you think that was a good step for you? Do you think that's something other people should do? Where do, where do you feel on that first? Personally, I think that anyone that is capable of joining the military should definitely do one term at least Mm -hmm. it gives you some skills it'll give you the the respect Mm -hmm. um it'll earn you respect it'll give you a good work ethic um and you know i think it's just you know they israel everyone has to do two years Mm -hmm. in their service everyone south korea Korea does as well yeah so you know there is I think that's something really good. I think everyone should serve in a capacity. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to be out on the front lines as yeah. a bullet sponge. You can be. Mm-hmm. You were. You said you were intelligence. Yep. Uh, you know, I was a mechanic uh, mm-hmm. by trade. Uh, were we in in some pretty gnarly spots? Absolutely. Yeah. But then there's yeah. also people that do take care of writing the awards. Uh, you know, sure. yeoman, <laughs> and you know, yeah, or the people, or yeah. the uh, the admin types. That, you know, make sure we get paid yeah. or supply side. Right. Well, then you you've got every any job that's in the real world is in the military. You know, right. and that's legitimately not everybody just goes out and shoots thing. And I have that conversation as well. Like an aircraft carrier is a city. If there is a job that is done in a city, somebody on an aircraft carrier. Oh does yeah, fifty three hundred. 
300 people minimum yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and there's somebody responsible for every aspect, not just of the ship, but, you know, of plumbing, of welding, of, of you, know, you know, every vocational science in reality. I mean, aircraft are on there. You've got, um, you know, the actual, you know, just broad spectrum of everything. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. You know, I think it's a... Uh, so there's two... I have this conversation with people about looking at going to Votex. Right. Um, you can learn a skill that way, or you can get paid to learn the skill in the military as well. Right. Right? And that's the two aspects of it. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, you want to go and, you know, if I would have done my aviation one through the military, I would have not only, you know, been completed earlier and all the other stuff, um, you know, I wouldn't have had to pay anything. And yeah. I would have gotten paid. Like, Yeah, you would have been getting paid while you're doing it. Yeah. So. Like, that, that's, that's an easy answer. Absolutely. Uh, that's a win-win situation. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, uh, military has its own challenges then. Um, some people absolutely can hit the 20-year mark and no problem. Some people burn out fizzle pretty quickly you know i only did one full set um when i was in the military i didn't do two um i never re-enlisted or anything right um i had a longer term though i had an eight year from the get-go six oh, years wow. six years and then two um two inactive. inactive reserve yeah. Yeah. yeah um so with that kind of thing in mind um what advice do you have somebody coming to that burnout point do you do you say hey listen just get out or do you push through it what are your thoughts uh, it depends on the situation. If is there continued chance for uh, for advancement, or are you you know it, it's it's are you a each, mate? Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, pretty much. Are yeah. you? But uh, yeah, I got a lot of friends that are bosom mates. And so do I, man. But you, so. once like how many people make it to chief out of a BM? Man? Right. Like, oh yeah. Seriously. Uh, well, pff, there was like one 1%. year. Yeah, one year they had. Well, actually, for several years, the last few years that I was in, mm-hmm. their advancement rate was higher than construction mechanics was. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. We uh, we actually went like four cycles without making a single first class or chief jesus christ so yeah it was ridiculous it was just all locked up yeah so, see on intel there's basically nobody doing it so i right. promoted every single one i i went from e1 to e6 in five years wow yeah, yeah. is that not insane yeah i went because there's nobody there to yeah. do it they're oh. like well we don't have anybody so i guess it's you at first it was it wasn't yeah. too bad i went from undesignated e1 mm-hmm. in basic training mm-hmm. to e5 in less than three yeah so, exactly you can like, do that was it three probably four. oh yeah it was three it was three yeah it was definitely three it was actually like, i think i started getting paid for for e5 uh on my three-year anniversary nice. so it, yeah. yeah it was pretty it was pretty nice uh, i know i was frocked by that time yeah, so. yeah, yeah i heard that so uh but then i was stuck there for the next six years <laughs> uh that's yeah that's and, the problem and it wasn't that i tested badly it was just yeah, ba- you know, flooded. Yeah, flood. It, not really. Even the well, it was flooded. Yeah, but uh, a lot of it was. You know, I wasn't part of the good old boy club. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wasn't one that was going to stick my nose up someone else's butt. Brandon yep. doesn't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nothing. No uh, politics in the military is definitely. A problem. Oh yeah, I mean that's not a question. Yeah. Um, so would you tell somebody to stick with it or get out? You know, like if you go back and talk to yourself again, do you do you tell them to stick with it or do you tell them to get out? What do you do? Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, to be honest with you, I wish I would would have been able to complete the the full twenty. But yeah. like I said, you know, if you my, can do it, mind, my my mind was broken at the time, mm-hmm. and a lot of that had to deal with some of the outside situation mm-hmm. I was dealing with as well. Absolutely, but, you know, a lot of it was also I was in a the command I went from was not friendly to CBs. Uh, mm. They were trying to replace us while I was there. They ended up kicking out like seven or nine CBs Jesus. for just random stuff. It was like, didn't matter. Uh, and 
a couple of them they what it was is they challenged the commanding officer which mm. uh i Never don't know if you, uh, i don't know if you remember 2011 whenever uh, beach master unit two they mm. uh, their entire chain of command was replaced right. because of uh mm-hmm. and that was around the time i was getting out so gotcha. i mean it was i went through all of that stuff Heard and that. like i i whenever i went to go check back out uh you know final do my final checkout stuff i had to fly back in mm-hmm and uh spend three days doing my checkout stuff and there wasn't a single like the senior person was the medical officer who was a senior chief Jesus. other than and the person that was running the uh the the uh the command was actually the maintenance officer and he was a <laughs> lieutenant you know so it was like wow oh it was gnarly man they replaced everybody in that Heard bad boy it that. was it was it was bad there was a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff that was going on so yeah, they they just didn't like us that much, and mm-hmm. uh, they really didn't like me. There was, I think, besides myself, there was one other person that had combat tours, um, and he was a bosa mate. Yeah, but, but he was uh, he uh, he was on a, assigned to a security detail on an individual augmentee. Okay, and he did uh, he did I think he did two tours over there in Afghanistan and Iraq mm-hmm. and lost a couple of buddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so he knew. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, and funny thing is, he's also the master at arms and my best friend at that command. So there you go. whenever they tried to take me up, it was it was kind of funny what mm. happened at the uh, at the old executive officer's inquiry. Yeah, so, I believe it. Oh, it was hilarious. So let let's shift gears again forward for the more advice column for you. Um, so you complete your stuff, you know, you get out, mind is all kinds of frazzled, which happens, no question, right? Then you got to refine your bearings, and then on top of that, you know, you still have to make a living now some way or other. What advice do you give somebody fresh out of the boat trying to figure out, uh, you know, where to go from there? Like, what what did it take for you to figure things out? I think it was hitting rock bottom. Okay. Uh, yeah, I lost my family. Uh, I'm just, you know... Mm-hmm. lost my lost custody of my kids mm-hmm. uh, i couldn't get hired on anywhere i just nobody wanted me because you know as soon as i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna lie to them because mm-hmm. nine years is a kind of an oddball mm-hmm. why don't you get out you're halfway there man or you're yeah. almost halfway there yeah and so you know just uh keep your you know keep charging for it don't let them tell you no don't t- let them tell anybody or don't let anybody tell you that your your mind is broken because after you get told that so many times then mm. you start to believe it and you know it, you can crawl into a pretty dark spot from that um, absolutely of depression or not so just keep your head up you mm. know um admit that you've got that you need the help uh mm-hmm. if you've got if your mind is broken then you need to get help for yep. sure for sure it, it helps uh talk, talk about, about it, it. <laughs> there we go yeah nick mm-hmm. hit it right if you don't talk about it you can't let it out absolutely and keep it bottled up it just and eventually explode did yeah, you uh did you go through any kind of therapies or anything i know like therapy is a bad word for a lot of people but in reality i mean like even my wife you mean who, like shock therapy no <laughs> no even my wife went through you know therapy and she has a therapist she talks to just so that she can have a soundboard somebody she'll talk to her like hey listen am i being crazy or is this like a normal thing what what stre- uh, mechanisms can i use to help fix it da 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 you know, it's not. I don't think therapy or anything like that should have a, a negative connotation to it. But did you do any kind of uh, counsel or anything like oh, that? Oh yeah, I did. I did a lot of counseling mm-hmm. um, for the first couple of years, and I finally realized that I 
didn't like the counselors. Uh, okay. They just kept wanting to put meds down my throat. Yeah, that's and, the worst. Like, I want to get it fixed here, not with not with a alchemical yeah, adjustment. Exactly. You know? So yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I self medicated for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots and lots and lots of alcohol. Sure. You know, random drugs on top of the mm-hmm. medical stuff. That, the stuff that they were giving me from the VA. It was. Uh, and I finally got to the point where that wasn't working anymore. And just like I said, I had to hit rock bottom, uh, for myself. That was mm-hmm. me. And, you know, I found my, I found my victory through Jesus, you know, through, Good. through God. So it was, that's, that's what I, I, I would say, you know, most definitely, you know, lean on, lean, not on your own understanding. Don't, mm-hmm. but rather lean on God. He, he does exist. So if you're, you know, it. That's the only way I can really say it. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Uh, just getting back to the therapy mm-hmm. issue, um, a lot of people think that what most people have in common or share with one another is our successes. Mm-hmm. But in reality, what brings us together more often than not is our pain, our struggles, mm-hmm. the things that make us broken. Like. Yep. There, there's nothing that made me feel more isolated than my own pain. But mm-hmm. then once I shared it, like seven in 10 dudes that I talked to were like, bro, me too. Yeah. Me too. And I'm like, you know, not to get into the me too movement. We're not talking about But it's one of those you things that, you were part of that, that, that we're like same. You know, and, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is that if we can come together and draw that out, Mm. and realize that we're not isolated by our pain and share that, then we can share the burden of the struggle of just having the mental capacity that we have. Because, I mean, this thing's a supercomputer. And who's driving it? Yep. That's a really good question. Sometimes I wonder how I got to where I got. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, I don't remember doing that. Mm-hmm. So when you're on autopilot and you're just like you show up and you're like the fuck exactly or you drink a fifth of whiskey or a fifth of tequila in seven seconds I mean you know whatever yeah, happens either way yeah and fall through your buddy's drum set and get a hematoma the size of Texas on your right thigh <laughs> I mean I don't know anybody that's done that but um, he's talking from experience sounds like <laughs> too many same. details too many details right right um, but seriously for anybody that's listening if you're struggling with something. Don't hold on to that because it grows in the darkness. It's like mold. Get that thing some sunlight, draw it out, get mm-hmm. it some fresh air, kill that some bitch. Don't don't let it kill you. Ain't that get, the truth? Talk about it. Get it out. And even if it's just writing it on paper, I remember the first time I wrote down an addiction mm-hmm. on paper and I had to read it. Mm-hmm. Damn, wow. that slapped me in the face. Right, right. like it always will. Oh my god, yeah. That I mean, I knew it, but then I like had to deal with it. Yeah, now. quote unquote. Now you're facing your <laughs> demons, you know. And, and so that was something that helped me. And so I just want to encourage people, guys. You, the struggle is real. It's called the bus of life. We're mm-hmm. all on it. Share your problems. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Don't complain about them share them so other people can help you work through them and give you experience and at least have compassion on you. So I like it. That's just kind of my two cents on the therapy. Yeah. Therapy's good. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Therapy therapy's good. Uh, therapy but- through drugs is bad. Therapy is good. <laughs> right, right. Ain't that right. the truth. So, so heard that. No, I, I don't got a whole lot else. Uh, we always try to finish out with final thoughts. 
Um, Nick, you want to leave out with your final thought? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just want to say, Marcus, thank you very much for doing this. This was kind of, we, we had talked about bringing an educator out today. Uh, one of them didn't respond or one of them said she couldn't get back and then the other guy didn't respond so we were just kind of open so i appreciate you doing this on short notice i know right oh, yeah, hey surprise here's a microphone <laughs> yeah, right? we're gonna throw this in your face um but i just want to say i've seen exponential growth in the two years through the commitment of finishing college i know there were times whenever we had conversations about man am i really supposed to go through all of this is this the right school for me kind of thing mm -hmm. and you fought through it man we got the two-year degree we're here i'm proud of you i appreciate it you Aww. know I, I wouldn't uh i wouldn't have been able to do it without you honestly it was it was quite interesting uh mm -hmm. there were several times i was i, I look like that you know have you ever seen inside out mm -hmm. yeah i looked an Little awful kids. lot like right. like yeah. like anger, anger. anger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Louis like Black. hair was on fire and <laughs> i I would walk over and be like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. All uh, right. But uh, final thoughts, you know, just pursue, you know, you, you got to pursue what you know that you're good at. You got to pursue what you're going to enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. um, anyone that's out there, like Nick said, you know, if, if you're not happy doing it, maybe there's a reason. Um, if you're stuck in the same cycle over and over and over again, get a best friend. You know, get it. The worst thing that you can Where do can I is buy one of those. Yeah, you know, the worst thing. I'm that starting you can, a service. <laughs> <laughs> again, my Instagram is Mister <laughs> Underscore. <laughs> Uh, you know, get someone that's, you know, like an accountability partner. I hate to say that term, but, you know, someone that you can... <laughs> say that again? Accountability buddy. Yeah, there you go. Accountability buddy. Yeah, that's what we I call love it. it. I'm writing that down. Yeah, that's what we called it in Afghanistan. <laughs> so, we... Uh, so proud so, of Because... <laughs> a good one. We're relational beings, and mm -hmm. we're meant to have a relationship. And Absolutely. The worst thing you can ever do is isolate. Um, yeah, I mean, there's sometimes where you got to isolate. Solitude's Just, good. Solitude is good, but isolation, all bad. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, guys that are out there struggling, you know, it's it's real. Mm -hmm. And I understand, trust me, I've been there. Uh, from drug addiction to alcoholism to suicide attempts, multiple. Um, I've been there. Um, but there's always tomorrow. Still here. Mm -hmm. Still here you know so uh that's pretty much it you know the, just get get a, a friend that you can trust and rely on get a couple of friends that you can trust and rely on don't isolate mm -hmm. so share share how you're feeling because that's how you're going to get healing absolutely um and i'm going to end out uh, on on that note i touched on earlier man um you know what i really like about having guys out and girls out or whoever um that have lived who have you know gone through those rough patches and everything else those are the people I like to learn from. I like to hear the stories from people who have lived it, um, who don't just, you know, put it into a book one day and say, not like you're, you know, you're going to put a good book out. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't I'll like the people that. who, well, like, like, oh, I just went to Harvard and I had everything, you know, given to me. So you should listen to me. Fuck off. I don't care about you. <laughs> right. You know? So you, um, you don't spoon. know me. Yeah. 
I, you know, I want I want people who have lived it, who have survived it, who have struggled and, and actually did it. Come um, out better on the other side. Co- yeah, exactly. You know, it's that Shawshank Redemption thing. You had to crawl through a river of shit to come out clean on the other side. Man. Um, it's, it's a fact, man. I love that movie for that reason. Oh, yeah. Uh, totally. You know, so I do appreciate you coming out. I think that, uh, you know, it's been a great experience. Oh, it's been an honor. Um, and no, absolutely, man. Um, and like I said, nobody's going to listen to this anyway, so we're good. Nah. <laughs> you never know. No, uh, no, you I, never know. You know, one day, hopefully, somebody will listen to these and, and get something out of them. But most of the time, uh, you know, I, I don't do it for them. I do it for me. So. Right. Uh, but cool, man. So I appreciate it. Um, definitely, thanks for coming out. And, uh, you know, hey, everybody, have a good night. Cows yeah. and canoes. Yeah. Things that tip. Nah. <laughs>